Welcome back to Puzzling, a true crime podcast. I'm Sarah. And I'm Tiffany. And, and we're, we're your hosts. <laughs> look at us go. We're really getting it down. We really are. We're yeah. doing we're doing great. Can you just look outside for a second and look at the snow? I know, I know. It's we got a lot of snow last week. Yeah. We got like two feet. Yeah, and it's still snowing and right now. Yep, it is it is coming down hard at right the current now. Moment. Yeah, I'm pretty excited about it. We Me went too. snowboarding this weekend. I know. So much fun. Yeah, we uh, did better than we expected us to. Yeah. <laughs> so. I went Saturday, so I kind of like already had kind of like a practice run. But um, Sunday, I definitely felt like confident. I'm not good. I'm confident. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Same. <laughs> yeah. We got off the lifts just fine. Didn't fall at all. We scared an old man because we were like oh, sorry, sir, like, we tend to fall off the lift, so, because he got on our chair <laughs> with us, and I was like, oh, It's, like, wait. my biggest pet peeve, and I know it's, like, totally a normal thing that you're kind of supposed to do, especially right. when the resort is busy, but I'm like, oh, it makes me so uncomfortable, because if I fall, and I fall into them, then it's just awkward and right. weird. And <laughs> so I just, like, apologized, and he was like, what? He's like, what, what do you, you mean you fall off the lift? And we're like, yeah, yeah. like, pretty much every time, and he's like, like he's like right like now. down there <laughs> like right now down there and i'm like no 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 no, no. when we're getting off the lift <laughs> like not we don't just huck ourselves up <laughs> like he's probably thinking like he's okay, like okay put the bar down yeah. put the bar down uh yeah that was fun yeah. uh we didn't fall though so i know we did good we didn't fall we did once getting off so good i was really proud of us yeah skis are much easier to get off the lift with um but uh yeah but we did good. Yeah. So I know. I'm jealous of skiers because they can just go. Yeah. And then you have to scoot, scoot, scoot your ass on the snowboard because, oh, the heater. The heater. Do you wanna... Uno momento. Okay, we're back. We had to turn off the heater. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it's like insane. It's like a rocket ship taking off it, in here. It really is. Every time. <laughs> we have to turn the TV up like 10 notches on the volume. Oh, every I believe time. it. And then it turns off and you're like and getting you deafened. turn it back down. Yeah, it sucks. <laughs> Um, but okay. Aside from that, Sarah, how was your week? It was pretty good. Um, yeah, besides snowboarding, I didn't really do much. Oh, Sarah's getting a puppy. Yeah. Um, that's big news. Jason finally agreed we're getting a little, um, golden retriever boy. I'm so excited. And we're very excited. And if you have any names, please give me suggestions because literally everyone I've come up with, Jason is shot down. The favorite right now is Finnegan, but we'd call him Finn for short. Yeah, and Jason hates it. So, I don't know. He said Supa, and I thought it was hilarious. No. Because Nova's name is Nova, so it'd be Supanova. No, I'm not Come doing on. that. I'm not doing that. <laughs> no. No. Well, whatever. I um, also liked Hudson and Oliver. My dad's Pomeranian is Oliver. Oh, yeah. Ollie, Ollie, Oxen Free. I don't know. Yeah, so if you have any name suggestions, shoot them at Sarah. Let me know. Um, yeah, other than that, I didn't really do much. Yeah, me either. Um, I'm going on a business trip on Thursday, though. Oh, yeah, to San Diego. San Diego. Yeah, that's exciting. Yeah, except for I'm kind of scared. Like, I've, I haven't flown since I was 17, and I've never flown alone. So I'm kind of nervous. Yeah, you're not really going to be alone. <laughs> I know. 
yeah I know I was talking to my boss today and he was like what time's your flight and I was like it's the 11 o'clock and he's like oh cool you're on the same flight as us so you know at least maybe I can call him if I get lost (laughs) (laughs) hey where are you (laughs) I'm sure you'll figure it out yeah I will Flying is a breeze. Yeah, but my dad said the Sacramento airport is, like, a bit confusing. And also, he said um, that he got lost there the first time he went there. And, like, my dad flies constantly. So that did not help me. Well, I don't fly constantly anymore, but I used to. Yeah. (laughs) Well, it'll be fine. I'm sure it'll be okay. Something that always bothered me about the Reno airport is that if you walk up the stairs, C is to your left and B is to your right. And I just feel like it should be switched right it should be switched yeah that's annoying it is annoying i don't like it (laughs) (laughs) well i don't know that's weird anyway how was your week uneventful aside from snowboarding oh i got uh ski boots so now i have a whole ski setup so i'm gonna be doing both this year and my boots are gonna murder me the first few times that i wear them those boots are so so uncomfortable oh you have no idea yeah especially brand new no Ah, yikes. (laughs) Yeah, so I'm most likely going up this weekend. My dad is coming up. Supposed to be. We'll see. And we're going to go Saturday and Sunday. So I probably will ski, break in my boots Saturday, and then snowboard on Sunday because my feet will probably need a break. Right. So, but I'm excited. Good. Yeah. I'm excited to see how you do on skis. You're you're pretty okay at skis, right? I I can get down. Right. I can, yeah. yeah. I mean... I don't fall. I didn't fall last week, at least. That's more than I can say for snowboarding. <laughs> so. Yeah, I didn't fall at all, but once you fall on skis, it is much more difficult to get up than it is on a snowboard. Right. Well, besides that, how was your week? Nothing else? No. I don't think so. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, do we want to just get into it then? Yeah, look at that. A short little intro. I know. We're boring, our boring, boring lives over here. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Don't have much to talk about. It's fine. Um, I do have a pretty short case this week too, but that's okay. A little mini episode. It'll just be, yeah, it'll just be a small episode for you guys. That's okay, because we're going to get drinks with Jess's mom anyway. (laughs) Yes, we are. (laughs) I'm so excited. Lucky us. Love her. And I hope food. I am sure. I mean, if there's a happy hour for drinks, there's got to be food there. I don't think it's just a bar. We'll see. Hmm. <laughs> All right. So Diane Kidder was born on April 19th, 1935 in Peoria, Illinois. Hmm. She married and had a daughter named Susie with her husband before getting divorced. In 1956, when she was 21, um, she was already divorced with her daughter at this point. She started working in her dad's grocery store in Peoria, because um, obviously, like, she needed to make money to support this baby. Right. And it was there that she met a young man named Lyle Jean Kaidel, who went by Jean. Jean. Swapped- it always makes me think of Bob's Burgers. I don't like Bob's Burgers. Oh my god. She doesn't <laughs> like The Office. She doesn't like Bob's Burgers. Uh, yeah, they just... Uh, yeah. I just don't Do you like, like them. Family Guy? Oh, I love Family Guy. Okay. Well, <laughs> there's that at least. Love I guess. Family Guy. <laughs> um, he swept Diane off her feet, and a year later, they got married and moved to Phoenix. Sorry, my phone started ringing. Uh, she then had three more children with him, Greg, Kelly, and Lori, within the following five years. Damn. What? Four kids? Uh, well, three 
Right. In those five three years. Three in five yeah. years and then four kids total. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds terrible. Yeah, it does. <laughs> uh, after a few years, Jean and Diane just decided it wasn't working out anymore and decided to call it quits. Okay. And they knew it was best for the family to separate and get divorced and, like, try to work it out for the kids. Mm. And it never works, though. No, it doesn't. I mean, no, it doesn't. <laughs> On September 17th, which is, again, my dad's birthday, which... That's my last coming up a lot. Yeah, my last case is also my dad's birthday. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> I think she was born on my dad's birthday, though. Oh, but, yeah. But, yeah, um, it was my dad's fourth birthday, to be exact. Ooh. Yeah. Um, Diane K- Kaidel went to meet with Jean about the divorce proceedings and custody arrangements and so on and so forth. And seemed to be an amicable meetup. Like, nothing nothing seemed weird. Like out about. of the ordinary. Yeah. Right. Um, by all accounts, at least. Right. When she finished up there, she dropped Gene off at his new apartment and went to meet up with a new boyfriend for drinks at the bar. Okay. She's uh, moving a little fast. Yeah. But whatever. She's 31 and pretty and single and... She's got kids to support. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> Proud of her. Um, a few hours later, Jean called the house to speak with Diane. When the children told him that she wasn't home yet, he decided to head on over and check on them and stay there until she arrived home. And, like, four kids, home alone. Mm, but how old are they Isn't at this point? Isn't the 60s weird? I think Sue's, I think the oldest was, um, I believe 12? I can't remember when I started staying home alone. I think it was around 12-ish. But I also didn't have three little siblings to try to right. take my care brother, after, too. My brother was a year younger than me. I can remember one time my parents went to a concert with their friends. And it was, like, the first time Jake and I had ever been left alone. And we kept, like, hearing noises. <laughs> so we sat in the living room with Jake's baseball bats from, like, his practices. And were, like, terrified until they got home. Aww. And I, I have to think I was probably, like... 11 jake was 10 i mean yeah and like even even if she was younger like the 60s are a totally different time yeah. than they are now. and like to be taking care of like your baby yeah it's not abnormal sibling. but yeah the 60s yeah. like different times are so weird right yeah <laughs> um anyway gene showed up to like babysit i guess like yeah. the, the kids just to make Check sure they're them. all safe until right. mom gets home uh, he falls asleep on the couch, and when he awoke that next morning, he noticed Diane was nowhere to be found. Hmm. Everyone knew, though, that she had made it back home because her car was parked out front and her keys and purse were inside the house. But he didn't wake up. The kids didn't wake up. I was going to say, he didn't hear her come in. He's sleeping on the couch. Apparently not. Okay. So, investigators were stumped. They couldn't find any motive for her to run off and disappear. Um, especially well, without like, her kids. Or in any of her stuff. Yeah. And literally nothing at all was missing from her, right. like, of hers from the house. Right. You'd think you'd at least take your purse. Yeah. At exactly. the very least. So, obviously, police are like, well, she's obviously a missing person. Like, this isn't a runaway. Right. So, they went right to the first suspect, which is the new boyfriend, Bob Marlin. However, when they arrived to try to speak with him... They found out that he had actually died of a heart attack that same morning. What? Yeah. So. Purely coincidence or? Purely coincidence. Really? Yeah. <gasps> That's weird. weird right? 
So they had no idea if he, you know, had any intel or anything, but... And it, like, just the stress of it all? No, he didn't know that she was missing. Well, but what if he was the one that killed her and then went, or like, you know, did something to her and then went home and was like, and then had a heart attack. <laughs> I mean, it's back. possible. It's very possible. It's so crazy. I guess we'll find out. That's wild. Um, Bad day to be this, these people. Right. <laughs> On September 19th, Gene moved back into the home because he's, you know, now the only parent currently. Even though he didn't know what happened to Diane, he told the children and anyone else who asked, like, neighbors, friends, anything, that she had run off with a boyfriend somewhere. Just like... Okay, but the police don't think that the, that's what happened. Also, which is very surprising, because it's like, oh, they probably ran away. Yeah. They always say that. Yeah. I know. Surprising <laughs> that they didn't just jump there. But, like, why are you telling people... Something that's not true yeah like if the just say like oh you know we really don't know the police don't have any answers yet yeah not like i know what happened yeah exactly it's weird weird um gene gave police a list of names that diane had dated since they separated but they all came up empty-handed like they had nothing to do with anything a whole list huh a whole list apparently (laughs) go her (laughs) i know right she was really pretty yeah um, then, in another turn of events, when Jean went to the laundromat one night around nine, I believe this was like four months later, okay. um, firefighters were dispatched to the family home where a fire had broken out. The entire house, basically, was gone up in flames. Oh, convenient. Yeah. The oldest daughter, Susie, was rushing to get everyone out of the house when Lori, the youngest daughter, being, I believe, five, uh, could not bear to leave her Winnie the Pooh stuffed animal behind. So she no. ran back into her room to get her Winnie the Pooh stuffed animal. You know. Did she make it out? She did. Okay, um, Jesus. However, Susie chased after her, and Lori was already getting burnt. Um, Susie was getting burnt, and now they're both stuck in Susie's room. They can't get out at this point. Susie assured Lori that help was on its way. Help was on the way, and lied on top of her to shield her from the flames. Whoa. I know. What a good sister. She told her how much she loved her and that she would never leave her right before she died holding her in the fire. That's so sad. I know. It's really, really heartbreaking. You know what also was really sad, though, was, like, she had to sit there with her dead sister on her. I like, know. I don't, well, I mean... That's fucking trauma. I don't know if she knew that mm, she was That's dead trauma until... still. Oh, yeah. You'd know. I mean, once you found out even, like... Yeah, yeah. That's it's, so especially traumatic. Especially at five years old. Yeah, that's Ugh. horrible. Uh-huh. I know. Lori did survive, but endured burns to about 50% of her body. So she still got pretty badly burned. Eight-year-old Kelly also died in the fire. But no, nine-year-old really? Greg survived with his sister. Oh, my God. So, yeah, now there's only Lori and Greg left. Wow. Jean arrived back home from the laundromat, right? Right as the firefighters were getting the kids out of there. Um, After they got the fire out, investigators went into the home and noticed that the cause of the fire was a melted pot on the stove. Or, like, maybe not a pot, but, like, a bowl or something. Right. Um, And the stove had been left on. So it burned and then caused it to go up in flames. Okay. So it was ultimately ruled accidental. Jean rebuilt the family home, af- and after Lori spending four months in the hospital due to her burn, she was sent back to the house to live with her dad and her brother. 
And then one day, her dad brought her to a funeral for a neighbor who had died in war. When she saw his body in the open casket, her father told her that, like, she was like, wake him up. Why isn't he waking up? Mm. And he's like, well, he's not going to wake up because he's dead. Like, they're going to bury him. He's, he's gone. And she started, like, throwing a temper tantrum hmm. because he needed to wake up. He can't, he can't not, he, like, he has to wake up. She right. was so confused. Well, and, like, she's just lost two of her siblings, so. Yeah. I'm sure she just has, like, no idea what's going on right now. Yeah. And it was that moment that Lori knew what had happened to her mom. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. Yeah. Um, so, 27 years later, in 1993, Lori had written a statement sta- starting with, quote, To whom it may concern, I need to convey to authorities what I witnessed as a child. First, I must greatly impress the fear I have of my father's violent retaliation. I was often told as a child by my father, I brought you into this world, I can take you out. Unquote. Uh, do you know how many times my daddy used to say that shit to me? And he didn't even bring me into this world. He was adopted. That dumb bitch. <laughs> He did nothing. No part of that. That's true. <laughs> no part of that. That is true. That's funny. Um, but so when Lori was five, she had, this was all laid out in the letter. Okay. She had seen her father beat her mother to death. And then he brought her outside and her and Susie both saw the dad beat their mom. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, Brought her outside and then watched him dig a hole in the backyard. She stated in the letter that she had no idea that her mother was dead and never coming home. She literally thought her mom was sleeping in the backyard, like in the ground, similar to hibernating animals. Wow. And no one asked her, like, well, have you seen your mom? And then she's like, yeah, she's sleeping outside in the back. I guess not. Yeah. What? They need to be questioning I, the children. You're telling They're me. in the house. Yeah. Yeah, seriously. I don't I I don't know. If I don't know if they were questioned. I feel like if they were, that would be, you know, something to <laughs> Right. To go find out if mom is sleeping in the backyard. Um Yeah. She had even asked her dad at one point if she could go dig a hole to go feed her mom. <gasps> I bet he was so fucking scared. Probably. That she was going to say something? Like, he's lucky that it took her so long. Yeah. So that's why the funeral made her realize that, like, my mom's dead. Like, she's not coming back. Yeah, that's a lot. Detective Ed Reynolds didn't know if he should, like, believe her story or not. Because he's just had too many people come in in the past with, like, crazy stories that ended up being false. So we kind of, like, treaded with caution. Um... She did seem pretty believable, though, so he was like, all right, like, I guess let's look into this. I mean, it's kind of a crazy story. According to Lori, Jean had poured con- a concrete patio out back the day after he had um, buried Diane. Mm-hmm. And that... Sh- I was going to say, how did no one notice? Yeah, that should have raised some red flags. Right. I mean, I guess and it's he wasn't even sus- living in the house, so why mm, was he... True. I guess it's less suspicious, though, than, like, seeing freshly dug... Yeah, <laughs> like, I mean, it's just like weird. Like he, it's still weird. He moved out. He wasn't even supposed to be in that house anymore. Yeah. Like, why are yeah. you making improvements to it? <laughs> but it didn't raise any red flags in 1966. I so. mean, yeah, I don't know. Different times again. Um, 
So Gene no longer owned that home, and he was now living in another part of Phoenix with his new wife at this time. Investigators didn't want to ask these homeowners to just go dig up all of their concrete on a 27-year-old memory from a five-year-old. So, yeah. Do it. I mean, do it. (laughs) Um, So Lori became very upset about that because she was, like, terrified that her dad would find out that she contacted police about this and, like, was scared for her own life. Um. He was also, like, very abusive to her right. and Ray growing up, which makes sense as to why it took her so long to, like, come forward. Mm. She was, like, literally scared for her life. So, instead of asking the new owners to of the home, detectives searched and searched for almost a year to see if they could find any type of, like, um, ground-penetrating radar or anything that would allow them to scan the ground and look for things underneath concrete. This led them to a nonprofit called NecroSearch in Colorado, and sure enough, they did have a ground penetrating radar to look at disturbances in the ground. And sure enough, they found a disturbance that was six feet long and two feet wide in the exact corner that Lori had pointed to when they went to look at it. Could have guessed. Yeah. She was only buried 10 inches below the surface and had a stocking wrapped around her neck. 10 inches? 10 inches. What the fuck? Yeah. Yeah, that's, like, basically enough to just cover. Right, like, (laughs) the fucking dog could go dig that up. Yeah, seriously. that's ridiculous. Yeah. But I guess he thought he was putting concrete and, like, it wouldn't fucking matter. Yeah, yeah. A fucking jackass. Completely buried secret forever. Idiot. He's wrong. Idiot. Um, Obviously, we all know at this point that it was Diane, Uh, but forensics testing couldn't be done to find DNA. Like, they had no DNA left on her. Because of all of the bacteria and whatnot that had kind of consumed her body. Right. And even all of the DNA in her teeth were was, like, all gone. Weird. Yeah. They had nothing. I thought teeth was, like, for... It's, like... For... Not forever, but, like... Yeah. They're... A um, long last time. They 27 are. years, I thought, was... No. they And they're still intact. But, like, whatever kind of bacteria, and this is also the 90s, I'm sure maybe, right. like, yeah. they could do different testings and that's, stuff nowadays. Yeah, but that's true. Yeah, it was, I mean, everything was gone. So, they ended up using a tree root from a neighbor's nearby tree to determine um, how long the body had been there. Mm. The root had grown through the skull over the years, so they kind of just chopped it off and sent it to a den- dendrochronologist. Okay. <laughs> Which I have never heard of. Um, so I looked it up. It's a professional who studies tree rings to determine dates and chronological order of past events. That's very specific. Why wouldn't it just be like an arborist? Why wouldn't an arborist know that? I don't it's know. It's really weird that there's <laughs> someone who like, specifically <laughs> looks at the rings of trees. I like, know. I know. Is that all he does? I, I don't know. According to Google, that's... I mean, it's that strange. was the definition. So I don't know. He determined that the body was placed in the ground before the tree root... And the tree was only 15 years old, so the body would have had to have been in there prior to 1978. Okay. So that's still a 12-year gap of... Or, like, I mean, who knows? The body could have been in there, you know, in the 50s. They still have to, like, find out for sure if it's her. Okay, but... Even though we already all know. We all know (laughs) it's her. They're doing a lot of work that I feel like is not needing to be done. Gotta lock it in. Yeah, I mean, I guess for... I know, it's frustrating. Court, but... 
A forensic anthropologist had determined that the body was of a, a white female between five foot four and five foot five, and the pelvic bones showed that she had given birth at least twice and was between twenty and forty years old. Okay, we're 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 saying things we already know here. Yes, <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. buddy boy. Unfortunately, her dental X-rays had been destroyed because her dentist was no longer in practice, so they couldn't identify her. With her dental x-rays. They just destroy them? Oh, uh, apparently. Okay. I don't know, I guess. I don't I'm know. Okay. Um, they ended up using something called skull photograph superimposition. So basically, they just take a photo of Diane and superimpose it over, like, the skull to see if it, if everything matches up. Right, like her facial structure. Yeah. And there was, like, one specific tooth, I think it was, like, one of her canines, that that kind of, like, stuck out more forward a little bit, and you could see it in the photo and on the skull and everything else lined up, and that is how they determined that it was Diane. Interesting. It was interesting. That's an interesting route to take. Yeah. So, investigators immediately went and arrested 61-year-old Jean Kaidel for the murder of his wife. Lori testified in court about what she, what her mom was wearing when she left and how the events of the night unfolded and whatnot, and um, she was still in the same clothes when they found her. Right. Lori and Susie both woke up due to them fighting and went to go see what was going on. Her mother, like, saw them on the stairs and kind of immediately calmed down. But then Jean hit Lori on the head, causing her to hit her head again. Mm-hmm. And that's what killed her, ultimately. But there was a stocking around her neck. There was. I'm sure it was... Well, I mean, I guess, I don't know if they really know which one necessarily killed her, because she's right. so badly decomposed at this point. Right. Um, so that may not have killed her. It may have not knocked her out, and then he got the stocking in as a precaution yeah. to make sure she was dead. I don't really right. know. Yeah. The two girls ran and hid because, like, obviously they were terrified. And then when they heard their dad go out the door, that's when they, like, went over to the window and watched them dig in the backyard. But the older girl had to have known, like, what was happening. Yeah. Susie. She had to have. But. It's just a bummer that literally no one asked them anything because they would have found out immediately. Yeah. I, I know. It's frustrating. I'm happy that, like. For the most part, nowadays, investigators are they talk to everyone much in better house. about this yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah. Like, there's specific units for the kids to make sure that, like, you're talking to them in the right way and they feel safe and comfortable mm-hmm. and, like, you know. Yes, exactly. Um, yeah, so they literally watched their dad dig a hole in the backyard with her body just on the ground next to him. Jeez. Lori also said that throughout the course of the marriage, he was a very violent man who was pretty much constantly beating his wife and his kids. Mm. And, like, every time he would try to beat on the kids, Lori would get in the middle of it and, like, right. kind of be his punching bag so the kids didn't have to go through it. Mm. So I'm really proud of her for leaving him, but... Right. I just... And, yeah, that's, like, the hardest thing with an abusive relationship is just going, like, leaving. Yeah. And it's, like, the most dangerous time, too. Yeah. It's Obviously. the most terrifying time, too. Yeah. Like, I... I'm proud of her. I just wish it would have not happened this way. Yeah. Um, he also threatened Lori that he would kill her if she ever told anyone about what he did. So that's what took her so long to come forward. She was just scared. Right. Um, even after, you know, she was grown up and out of the house and married and 
away from her father, didn't talk to him, had nothing to do with him. She was still, like, too scared to go forward. So sad. It's so sad. Because, like, obviously he's majorly fucked her up for her to feel that way Mm -hmm. into her 30s. Yeah. Like. Yeah, seriously. Wow. And finally, in 1995, Gene was convicted of the murder of his wife and sentenced to life in prison. What about that fire, though? Yeah, the fire. So, December 12th, 1994, after Lori had come forward about all of this stuff, um, he was arrested. He was arrested sometime in 1994. I don't know when, because I know it took almost a year to get the... um, to get the ground-penetrating radar. Oh, okay. So it was sometime in 1994 that they dug it up, found her, arrested him. Um, but another investigation into the fire was done, and I don't know how they could have really done this based on just, like, reports. Mm-hmm. But it was determined they changed it from accidental to arson. And that means that he not only murdered his wife, but also mur- murdered Susie and Kelly and attempted to murder Lori and Greg as well. Right. The only witness to his crime was, you know, Lori and Kelly. Oh, it was Kelly. I'm sorry. It was Kelly that that um, that witnessed the murder with Lori. Right. I kept saying it was Susie. Well, you said Susie and Kelly both. No, Kelly and Lori. Oh. I was saying Lori and Susie. Oh. It's Lori and Kelly. Got Just, it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was saying Susie. But it was actually Kelly. So, like, of course you wanted. To get rid of them, too. Right. And he sadly got rid of one of them. That's horrible. The city of Phoenix did assume responsibility for the lack of investigation into the fire and made Lori eligible to receive a settlement of up to $5.5 million. Oh, really? Yep. Lack of investigation. Interesting. That's always a shock to hear. (laughs) Yeah. I'm not sure if she ever collected that or not. I f- hope she did. I fucking would She deserves every dime of that. I fucking would have. Um, I, yeah, I really hope she did. But I don't know. There's there's nothing about that. Uh, Jean Kaidel was never charged with the murders and attempted murders of his children. And what? likely never will be. Why? They I don't changed know. it to arson. It's obviously fucking him. He had to be inside the house, put the thing on the stove. Like Yeah. And then just conveniently leave. Yeah, who the fuck else is it going to be, dumb shit? Like, yeah, it's not going to be one of the kids. Oh I my mean, god. The kids could have done it accidentally, no, but... No, 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 no. If you're changing it to arson, he fucking did Oh, he did Either it. it's an accident and maybe it was the kids, or it's arson and he did it and he needs jail time. Yeah, but he's uh, most likely never going to be charged for that. So That's so frustrating. Here we are, almost tw- uh, 30 years later, and... How are you going to change... No. I know. No. I know. It's frustrating. And they even said, oh, my, our lack of investigation into the fire. Yeah. So <laughs> then what about it? Like, And then your lack of investigation into the murders of these right. children. But then, like, you're you're saying, yeah, we didn't investigate. We changed it to arson. But, like, mm. but, like that's it. Who gives a shit? He's in prison already. Yeah. What a fucking... Oh, that's so annoying. No, it's really frustrating. Um... Lori was able to bury her mom next to her two daughters, thinking that it was the absolute least she could do to kind of bring a little bit of peace to the family. Yeah. And that is the sad story of Diane Kaidel. 
I wish I they would have gotten her name legally changed. I know. Back. I was just <laughs> thinking that. I wish she did not have his. his I name. know. It's frustrating. Yeah. That's really frustrating. That's a really, like. It's never okay to kill your wife, but then to like take your fucking kids with, you know, like. Yeah. Come on, are you really like you just have no love for anyone? Clearly not. That's. Horrible. And then you just got remarried and lived his own life. Like, right. Like, you don't get to live your fucking life. You took three fucking lives. Yeah. Needlessly. Like, let her leave you. And let then you her wouldn't... have the... You don't even have to deal with the kids. Exactly. Like, and then you them. wouldn't have had... Well, and then if you would just let her go, you wouldn't have had to kill the kids. Yeah, like, exactly. Th- the whole thing is pointless. It's so pointless. And then you wouldn't have to worry about your daughter coming forward and telling police what happened. Right. And, like, look... You got remarried. Why can't she go and be with someone? Like, yeah. It's It's okay for and you. It's disgusting and I hate him. Yeah, it's okay for you, but it's not okay for her. Like, mm-hmm. fuck you. You don't get to make that decision. That's really annoying. Yeah. Wow. Well, I hated that. <laughs> I know. Well, sorry guys, that was so short. Um, I was hoping we could, you know, extend it a little bit longer, but we're only at 33 minutes. Huh. Well... Well, maybe one of these days we'll give you a little bonus episode. To <laughs> well, we are because oh right, okay. we have plans. Should we tell them? Should we keep it a secret? Ooh, I really want to talk about it, but I also know. all right, we'll talk. About okay, it. okay. So, um, Tiffany and I on Friday the thirteenth, January, are staying at the most haunted hotel in Virginia City, and we may or may not record there. And we are also in the most haunted room of the most yeah. haunted mm-hmm. hotel. I booked the most haunted room, specifically. Yep, she called to make sure. I did. <laughs> room 11. <laughs> uh, and so we're going to go stay there. We're probably going to do, like, a spooky episode and record and just kind of give you, like, a bonus. So it won't be as much true crimey, but it'll be spooky. Yeah, we'll talk about, like, I don't know, Maybe we'll tell the history. Like... Maybe we'll tell the history of the hotel. All right. That actually do research? We yeah. do enough of that. Well, <laughs> our listeners deserve it. All five of you. All five of you. <laughs> <laughs> but, it's um, more like six. Come yeah. on. Give us-, <laughs> give us credit, man. But um, no, I think it'll be really fun, and maybe we'll get some stuff on audio. Ooh, I hope so. Oh, so creepy. Yeah, we're really excited. So Yeah, so Friday the 13th, um, I guess we could put it out. I guess we could put it out on that Saturday or Sunday. Yeah. I don't know. We'll figure it out, but it should be a fun one. And Tiffany and I are probably not going to sleep at all. Probably not. I'm going to be too excited. Yeah. (laughs) And the original bathtub that she was murdered in. I thought it was suicide. Or suicide. Yeah, it was suicide. Um, But the bathtub is still in there. Is that... Oh, I didn't know that she killed herself in the bathtub. So maybe we should take a little dipski. (laughs) (laughs) A little dipski. (laughs) Yeah, lots of fun things. We'll tell you the whole history of it, and then maybe we'll tell a couple of ghost stories and stuff. Yeah, I'm really excited. I think it'll be a good time. Yay! Yay! Can't wait. So there's your little bonus episode for this one being so short. Yeah, sorry about that, guys. I really did expect it to be a little bit longer than this. That's okay. It's alright. Sometimes it's nice to just have, like, a quick episode that you can listen to when you don't have a bunch of time. That's true. Sorry, Esteban. 
<laughs> he's gonna be so mad <laughs> he's the only one that complains about our short ones yeah, but well, whatever whatever he's fine <laughs> you can deal um well, well anyway guys no don't be evil yeah just don't do it don't be it just be good be nice forever don't kill everyone. your family never kill your family don't kill at all but like yeah. especially your family yeah they didn't do anything to you and especially anybody else's family members so just nobody right nobody nobody anyway we love you guys Thanks love for you. listening. Bye. Bye.